This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. It's time to head out on the road and start looking for all the best automotive news stories out there. Yep, you've tuned into it, Cruise Control Radio. Welcome, everyone. Fred Staub at the wheel of a cruise control van. Uh, I think the alignment is out less. Should I be turned all the way to the left to go right? It's the pocket a pocket a pocket a clunking I hear from the front bothers me more that voice you're hearing is none other than my co-host les jackson also along on the ride and uh, we've got a lot of automotive uh, stories to get to we're, we're going to we're going to need a bigger wrench yes we probably are or, or some kind of extension for the tie rod ends to get them uh, back in alignment but we're going to start with a question should bmw buy jaguar and land rover one financial analyst says yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I will give my opinion later. Okay. Okay. But meanwhile, what should Ford call its baby Bronco? Well, they're not going to call it baby Bronco. It's a baby. But they, they have narrowed it down to two names. Yes. <laughs> BB. And BB. And uh, Cutie Pie Bronco. That's what I hear they're going to call it. And fluffy. <laughs> yeah. Now, they're probably not going to do that, but we'll tell you the two names that we think they would narrowed it down to. And on the market for a full-size body-on-frame SUV, isn't everybody? Well, uh, we'll have a couple of deals of the week from Ford and Chevy. Deals, deals, deals. Deals, deals, deals. Step right up. Bring your money. Anyway, Who's got a pen? That's it. Meanwhile, we have an update. Mm-hmm. Uh, who won the electric vehicle Nurburgring record? Was it Tesla or was it Porsche? Well, it's a bit confusing. Yep, absolutely. And we'll have 2020 pricing on the Nissan Pathfinder, the Honda CRV, and the Honda Accord. The numbers are coming out. Yep. Very popular vehicles, and you're going to have an at-the-wheel review of a Nissan, aren't you? Yeah, speaking of Pathfinders, it's the Pathfinder Rock Creek Edition. This vehicle was kind of a dark green. I almost thought it was black when I got it. It was that dark. Mm. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool, and uh, always one of my favorite vehicles, the Nissan Pathfinder. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio. And if you just can't get enough, check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com where you can link over to our Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and other bits of social media that have not been named yet. Very cool. (laughs) Yes. Um, What do you think, Les? Our our big question there. Should BMW buy Jaguar and Land Rover? Uh, I'm against it. Hmm consolidation Uh, you know it's a trend they say we're going to see a lot of it everyone's looking to partner up it's uh, eventually just going to be the amazon automotive company speaking of amazon too they bought a lot of electric 
vehicles are put in an order from uh, Rivian. So we'll talk about yeah. that on Cruise Control Radio when we come back. Uh, it's a lot more to go, so stay tuned because we are just getting started. Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Is your car starting to show its age? Over time, paint becomes oxidized, faded, and scratched. But you can restore that tired paint and repair those scratches with the paint restoration system from 3M. It's an affordable way to make those repairs in your garage in just one afternoon with basic tools. The kit contains all of the restoration products and polishing pads you need to bring your vehicle's paint back to like-new condition. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred at the wheel. Well, we're looking for the wheel of the van, but uh, meanwhile, <laughs> it's, I think it fell out. Anyway, we'll, we'll find it. Don't worry. We still have the brakes. Uh, meanwhile, though, we're going to ask the question, should BMW buy Jaguar and Land Rover? Now, hmm, yeah. uh, there's a major discussion about this. I personally don't think they should because I don't think the two cultures could possibly mingle. Mm-hmm. But that's the only reason I don't think they should. Well, this all started with a message from Sanford C. Bernstein analysts who say the BMW Group should buy the British luxury brand from India's Tata Motors. Uh, they say BMW is overcapitalized and a wash with cash. Does that describe you, Les? Uh, well, a wash, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's, that's the only that's the only one of the words that does. Yeah, um, and that they should buy uh, that they should buy a Jaguar Land Rover because it could massively lower both of its fixed and variable costs under the wing of bigger a bigger partner. Hmm. Well, I don't, I don't, well, I, I don't see how that would work, but anyway, I, you know, I don't know the sale sales of vehicles are kind of slipping. Um, and you know, uh, while, uh, things are happening at Land Rover, of course, they've got the new defender that they just showed off and, uh, they are moving, uh, into some electric vehicles. Same for Jaguar, Jaguar, uh, you know, they they have been struggling uh, with their cars for sure uh, and are just starting to add uh, their their uh, I-PACE vehicles and all that. But, you know, is it a good move for BMW? I don't know. Is it so bad to be a wash with cash? I don't think it's that bad to be a wash with cash. I mean, it's uh, why do you need to spend it? Mm. You know, I love in this article they call the Tata Group. Uh, the Indian salt-to-software conglomerate, because Tata builds, does everything from salt, tea. Um, they build wings for Boeing aircraft. Uh, they do tons of things, don't they? Oh, yes, and they make tractors and delivery vehicles. And Yeah, it's a huge, it's, huge company. It's big. But... People are really upset about this, too, because they said BMW and Jaguar are two distinct brands. 
the English, even though it's owned by an Indian company, still think of Jaguar as their own. Um, but I guess I guess this is the bigger change. The bigger uh, view of this is a lot of companies are looking at teaming up. Uh, you know, FCA has been trying to uh, get together with people. Um, uh, they were looking to get together with Nissan, right? But that was bad timing. Uh, they were looking to get together. Uh, they they posed this question to General Motors. Think about that. You would have had both uh, Camaros and uh, Chargers and Challengers being built by the same company. And I think that's a little bit of the problem some people are feeling here in this, where you would have five series uh, and uh, XJs built by the same company. But maybe that's an outdated idea. Maybe, you know, eventually Ford and Chevy will be one. What do you think? Um, I, I don't think that would be such a bad thing. Um, <laughs> what did Bill Murray of... say? Cats and dogs living together? Exactly. But <laughs> if you think about it, like every detergent you buy, whether it's, you know, Harm and Hammer or Tide or whatever, they're all made by Procter and Gamble. Right. Just different uh, brands. But back in the 90s, BMW owned uh, Rover. Mm -hmm. And they didn't get along very well. So there's history there. So, so there's history there. Um, and, and I, you know, BMW is, is a typical German company, precision, uh, you know, conservative and all of that. Land Rover, Jaguar is typical British company and philosophically mm -hmm. where they're willing to take chances and they're willing to go out on a limb, uh, with some of their, uh, technologies and designs. Mm -hmm. I just don't think the two cultures would mingle well at all. No merger of two equals as it was when uh, Daimler and uh, Chrysler were together. That's right. <laughs> okay. They don't play well with others, so. That, yeah. That, that's right. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Yeah. It, uh, we'll see if it happens. I mean, it's an interesting concept. But uh, another interesting concept, and I think Ford's going to do real well with these vehicles, they're coming out with two Broncos, one called the Bronco, and the other one, well, right now we know it as the Baby Bronco. Uh, they're going to be a lot uh, more rugged looking than the new Escape, which is more car-like. They've narrowed it down to two names for the baby Bronco. We're going to tell you what the two names are when we come back on Cruise Control. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. Welcome back. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Well, Les and Fred, I'm Les, he's Fred. Who? And we we are your co-hosts, as we always we are. are. And we, we <laughs> mentioned before the brand, remember me? I'm the guy that... Who? Uh, <laughs> who's on first? Hmm. Uh, we, we were, uh, we were going to spill the names, uh, the final, uh, the finalists in the, in the Bronco name, the baby Bronco. That's right. Now it is in fact, part of the name is going to be Bronco, right? There's going to be a full size Bronco, which and we've seen the way, silhouette of, which looks yes. cool. Looks and cool. then the little one, 
the little one, the toddler. The, I still think my uh, idea of the cult was was the best. Mm-hmm. But Ford didn't agree. <laughs> no, they didn't <laughs> consult us. Uh, this news the, comes to us from the Ford Authority. They say in the running was Bronco Scout. You remember the last company to use the name Scout? That's right. Well, yeah, International Harvester. Yeah, they haven't built a lot of uh, trucks lately, have they? Not many, mm. uh, but and not trucks uh, that size. They do. It, the, the fact is, it just doesn't work. Yeah. So uh, apparently, according to Ford Authority, there are two names in the running for the baby Bronco. I'll stop saying it that way because I know that's annoying. Yes. But uh, <laughs> uh, the Bronco Adventurer. And the Bronco Sport. Mm, well, Adventurer uh, was a sounds, Ram Charger, uh, and a, it also was a minivan, wasn't it? <laughs> That's what you want to name your rugged off-roader after a minivan, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Win, That's right. The Bronco Windstar. How and would that Pinto, be? Pinto was out. Yeah, probably. Uh, Pinto would probably not be the best, but. Um, Bronco Sport has some sizzle. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, now, Sport, now typically you look at Rogue Sport. That's sort of the smaller version of the Rogue. And Sport typically meant like one up from the bottom, though, on, on trim in a lot of times. Uh, although, I don't know. I, it might not be bad. It's not offensive, you know? I like it well, better than Adventurer. It's easier to yeah, say. Yeah, they want something kind of horsey. Yeah. But they didn't want things like steeplechase or... How, how about <laughs> or the Bronco nag. Pony? Nag. Bronco Pony. Bronco Bronco Pony. Now, I like that. Is that a... Uh, what do they call that? Uh, what do they call that in where they, you know, a welcomed expense? Uh, <laughs> oxymoron. That's it. Is that... Yes. A... <laughs> what do you think? That's right. Is that... Yeah, a... No, I like that. I... I, I... I think Bronco Pony is better than Bronco Sport. All right. Well, I'll I'll just call up. I'll call our friends at Ford. Yeah. And tell Give them. a call. Here yeah. And, and and you know make sure we copyright the name first. I think these things are going to be um, a, a hot commodities. I really do. Yeah, I uh, think so. I mean, they've taken the Escape, made it less truck like, made it more car like, even though they're not building many cars anymore. Um made that softer, and now these things are going to be a little bit more rugged-looking. I'm kind of excited about both the Bronco and this. It will be interesting. The baby Bronco will be revealed uh, very soon, November, at the 2019 LA Auto Show. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Do you think they'll bring them out together, the Bronco and baby Bronco? No, I think they'll uh, throw a little bit of time between them just so they can have double pizzazz. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. But we're in agreement. These things will do well, don't you think? Oh, I, I think they won't be able to build enough of them initially. Hmm. But what, Les Jackson, if you want something even bigger, you want body on frame, three rows, plenty That's of right. storage, big V8. Well, I want it. I want it to be a weekend apartment. I want it to be the size of a New York City subway car, about eighty feet yes. long. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, uh, we have the deal of the week for you. If you're going out shopping, we have two deals of the week here at Cruise Control Radio. Uh, if you're looking for a full-size Chevy Suburban, this deal is reported by the GM Authority. GM is offering a discount that could save you over $9,000 on selected Suburban models. It's available nationwide throughout September, so you have about another week. Uh, three, uh, There's three separate Chevrolet Suburban discount offers. Uh, GM is offering uh, $4,366 below the MSRP, plus another $3,000 owner loyalty discount and a $2,000 cash allowance. Hmm. That is pretty amazing. Well, it is, uh, which shows you how much profit there is in these things. That's almost $10,000. Well, it's almost $9,400. Uh, right. uh, I mean, that's that's a significant amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we know, these things are incredibly profitable. Yep. With the, with the largest discount applied, the top-of-the-range 2019 Suburban Premier drops from 77505 to 68139 Not bad. Well, except you could buy two $34,000 cars with that. Yes, but if you have your heart set on this monster vehicle, you can you can get yeah. that. Or yeah. you could mosey on over to the uh, Ford dealership and buy a buy a uh, Expedition. Mm-hmm. For a similar deal, I'm actually getting an expedition this week to test. Going on expedition? Are you going to have your pith helmet on, Les? I'm uh, yes. I'm going to um, going to have my uh, my my walking cane and my <laughs> pith helmet. Ah, excellent. Um, the man in tan—that's what we will call you. That's right. But my uh, jawed purrs. <laughs> well, apparently, what has happened here is. Uh, these things were selling well. They added an additional 500 jobs at the Kentucky truck plant to build more, and now they have too many of them. Even though sales continue to climb, Ford has uh, decided to cut the price on these vehicles, and they have deals, deals, deals. You can get a brand-new 2019 Ford Expedition XLT for about 49525 uh, that's twenty thousand dollars less than the discounted price of the suburban. Yeah. By contrast, a Lincoln Navigator costs significantly more, with a base price of seventy-three thousand two hundred dollars. Wow. <laughs> like so, basically twenty-five thousand dollars more. Yeah. That- uh, it's the, for the same. Basically, well, they're built on the same assembly line. Hmm. Wow, that's that's big chips. So if you're looking for either of those vehicles, now's the time to head over to your dealership uh, because the year-end sales are underway. But boy, yes. that is a big investment for one of those. But if you live near me, please don't do it. <laughs> I or, can't or just see park it in Les's <laughs> driveway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Deals, deals, deals. Uh, Les Jackson, deals, deals, deals. Who's got a pen? That's what we say here on Cruise Control. That's right. What do we need to do to put you into this thing today? (laughs) Are you buying today, (laughs) sir? Uh, Yes. 
uh, on a different note, but while we're on trucks, uh, Ford has gotten into the lift business. Uh, pretty good deal here, because this is probably something you couldn't buy on your own for this price. But uh, if you have a 2019 Ford Ranger, I actually have one right out the window for me. That's what I'm driving mm-hmm. this week. Uh, or an F-150, you can buy a lift kit from Ford Performance, engineered. It's a it's a two-inch lift kit, and the kit consists of a set of Fox shocks on each corner, retuned springs with polyurethane upper shock mounts, two-inch lift, um, and it gives you a, a better breakover angle and uh, a better approach angle. So pretty cool. All for less than $1,500. Not bad. That's not installed, though. So, lift it up, buckle it up, and stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio. Plenty coming up, including that EV Nürburgring record and pricing on a lot of new 2020 models. We'll be right back. Fred Staub, Les Jackson, Cruise Control. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. We're back. Les and Fred here. Well, you know, we can't spend a week without talking about our favorite car company. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is kind of an update, Les, uh, to what well, we told you yeah. about on Cruise Control last week, that uh, the Taycan from uh, Porsche, their all-electric vehicle that has turbo in its name, there's a turbo and a turbo S model, uh, and the Tesla Model S, we're heading to the Nürburgring, the green monster, as they call it, right? The green monster, Yes. Uh, and they were trying to set a record for electric vehicles around the ring, what, which has become uh, pretty much of a um, a standard when you have a performance car. Everyone tries to get a great number there, right? Exactly. I mean, it you know, it's a, it's a badge. It's a badge of honor. It's a badge of honor. It's a way. Uh, it's a, a standard to measure your car by. Well, of course, there's uh, Elon Musk is very uh, talkative <laughs> and mm-hmm. Twitterative, yes. if that's a word. Um, and uh, you know, they were saying, "Oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna blow the doors off the Porsche," which is a big statement, don't you think? Big statement. Uh, he's made that statement before. You remember he claimed that he uh, broke the record at Laguna Seca, but the, but Laguna Seca said, "No, you didn't." <laughs> <laughs> Just say it, and then it's true. That's the way I know. It well, it seems to be the way things are done these days. Well, here's what's happening this week. So Porsche has set the record time of 7 minutes and 42 seconds in a pre-production Taycan. Musk has vowed to bring his Model S P100D in the near future. They were out there this week with a stripped-out. Uh, they took the whole interior out of their uh, Tesla, Big sticky tires, lowered down, um, mm-hmm. and they were trying to run it. Uh, of course, apparently they had some kind of problem, and the Taycan just kept going past them as they were stuck on the side of the track. Um, 
so there's that. But then Tesla said they <laughs> broke the record, uh, but it there was no official record. They just said they just said they they ran in the Model S plaid, which hopefully is not the color of the driver's um, undergarments after driving. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It's called their plaid prototype. Their plaid prototype. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure why it's plaid. Well. I think technically the Model S broke the record for the first mile and a half before Until it, it broke, broke. down. <laughs> Until it actually broke. Yeah. Um, See, apparently he doesn't understand how it works. You have to finish to get a <laughs> whole record. You actually have to finish. Right. So they, they're they saying a witness, an unnamed witness, <clears throat> a person in the know, uh calculated that the Model S beat the Porsche Taycan by about 20 seconds with a 7-minute and 23-second time. But there, <laughs> but the officials there say there is no Nürburgring uh, official record of that time of 7.20. Meanwhile, Elon Musk says, yeah, we can probably run a 7-minute and 5-second uh, number next month. Oh, Elon. Yeah. Oh, Elon. The plaid with the plaid powertrain and a new chassis prototype. Now, mm-hmm. now, wait a minute. Can you can you gut your interior and put sticky tires and lower it down, you know, and flare the body out like he did to, to run these big meats under there and claim a record? I mean, like you can could... uh, it's called modifying. Yeah, it's heavily modified, right? That's right. So it doesn't count. Well, also, they apparently didn't run this test. Uh, uh, here's the tweet from Tesla. Data from our track tests indicates that Model S Plaid can achieve 720 at the Nürburgring. With some improvements, 705 may be possible when Model S returns next month. Hmm. Well, you know, anybody can do this on a computer screen. Well, you know, they, they like move fast and break things. They don't need to actually drive it. They'll just do the simulation and recall the, you know. That's right. Yeah. Uh, many of these prototypes are believed to have slick or semi-slick tires. So, you know, if you're running slicks and you've lowered the suspension and stripped out the interior, uh, what's the point here? It's just the body then, you know? It sort of looks like the production car. How can yeah. you claim it? I don't know. It just seems silly. I, it, to me. Just, it just seems, first of all, silly, but it also seems completely predictable. Mm. Well, let's, let's talk about something that is of use to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> of course, that story was to our <laughs> listeners. But, by, the way, by the way, Les, I, I, had, I found this story. Uh, if, if, you, if you feel you need a little bit more power, Elon Musk, maybe you can put one of these in your Tesla. It's a 1,000.8 cubic inch big block engine called the Godfather. How's that? <laughs> uh, sounds like fun. Yeah, it sounds like fun. Um, and this engine, uh, it's uh, naturally aspirated, I believe, uh, puts out, well, let, let me find it now, puts out 2,150 horsepower at 8,000 RPM and 1,500 pounds of torque at 6,200 RPM on 112-octane fuel. 
How about that? It's from wow. Sonny Leonard Race Engines. Um, Where do you buy those pistons? I guess they make them up themselves, right? You have to. You have to machine them. <laughs> wow, boy. Uh, so drop that into your car and smoke it, huh? And smoke those it's, tires. What, what are they going to drop this thing into? I would say only like a dragster or something. That's what I would say. You know? Um, and the idea is you don't need a power adder, you know? Uh, what would you, maybe if you want more power, you could run nitrous on it. What do you think? That's right. Put yeah. a supercharger on it. Because, <laughs> like, you know, 2,500 or 20, 2,150 at 8,000, that's pretty conservative. You know, um, I'd like to see how you start off from a stoplight in this thing. <laughs> it might be a bit excessive for the street. I'm thinking could be. Yeah. So that must be an expensive piece. I would say north forty five, fifty thousand dollars. What do you think? I I think a hundred thousand. Their former big engine was now is now very small <laughs> at 632 cubic inches uh big block chevy uh but uh, this is just a little bit bigger <laughs> les jackson will be ordering one of them for the van I'm yeah sure. i need one for the lawnmower yeah let's uh, get back to reality here honda this week announced uh a refreshed crv a hybrid that will be making its way also to the American market um, and some pricing this week. So a lot of, uh, lot, of inferring, uh, a lot of interesting information for this. A lot of refresh going on, important model for them. 2020 CRV range, updated styling, additional new features, um, and it's going to start production in the U.S. plant in Greensburg, Indiana. Uh, the hybrid, uh, hybrid powertrain, uh, high brain, it's hybrid train, hybrid powertrain, uh, will basically be the same one that's in the Accord hybrid, two electric motors with a two liter, 16 valve Atkinson cycle engine with greater than 40% thermal efficiency. That's a big number. That's it? big. Yeah. Uh, generates 212 horsepower up from 190. So, so that's big news, isn't it? That's quite good. Yeah. All non-hybrid ones will get, for 2020, the 1.5-liter turbo engine, good for about 190 horsepower, which is not bad either. So more aggressive look, more pronounced chrome grill, things like that. Unique interior trim with a push-button gear selector, which is becoming pretty common these days. Uh, you get rear USB charging ports, another key thing. That is, USB charging ports are the cup holders of the uh, mid-2000s, aren't they? That, that, is, that is right. Um, the, all of this stuff, you know, has replaced the, uh, the, the reverberators and the rear seat speaker kits of, the, of a distant era. Yes. You got to have them. Yep, you got to have them. So uh, more information on that will, when, will, when it becomes available, they uh, begin to show up in showrooms this fall. So pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, more new car numbers here. We have pricing on the Nissan, um, Nissan Pathfinder, uh, which is not going up that much. It's only going up around 100 bucks, which is not bad. 
And uh, we'll have some more of that new car pricing, also on the Honda Accord, and a review of the Nissan Pathfinder Rock Creek Edition. When we come back on Cruise Control Radio, don't forget, check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, all that and more, cruisecontrolradio.com. I'm Fred Stop. He's Les Jackson. Stay tuned. More Cruise Control coming up. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Feeling a little dim? Don't blame your brain or the weather. Hazy headlights may be the problem. Hazed or cloudy plastic headlights can reduce your vehicle's visibility on the road, making it very difficult to see the road and for other cars to see you. Now you can restore plastic headlight lenses to like new clarity with the Lens Renewal Kit from 3M, an easy-to-use solution for removing the yellowing and hazing that reduces headlight performance and visibility. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. Welcome well, back to Cruise Control. And <laughs> I, Fred is just dying to get oh. in and give an at-the-wheel review. I <laughs> can't wait. And, and I don't blame you. Yeah. Because uh, it's a it's a good good vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's really cool. Uh, I I've always liked the Nissan Pathfinder because uh, well let me let me qualify that I liked it in the old version when it was rough and tough and now as it's aged and and been redone it's a little more uh, approachable for more people. It's not a body on frame anymore. It's uh, nope. uh, more of a mainstream crossover, if you will. Um, but I, I've always liked the way it drove. I've liked the sizing of it. Um, and I I really liked, um, you know, the, the, the finish of it, the fit and finish of it. And uh, I had a special edition of it. It's the Rock Creek Edition Pathfinder what they call a special value option package, uh, unique exterior and interior in this vehicle. And uh, mine was uh, such a dark green color when it showed up. I thought, oh, it's a black vehicle. It's like blacked out, the murdered out look, you know, blacked out with black uh, molded uh, fenders and uh, dark wheels and even the, the trim that said Rock Creek was a dark and I thought it's all all blacked out murdered out as they call it um but when the the sun rose it was actually a very very dark green I believe they call it pine green um and uh very attractive really nice wheel style because they're not all black wheels they they have some silver to them uh but very very attractive um robust looking yet without having you know, big rescue hooks and push bars and everything else on there. So it's kind of a, a mix of, uh, of both. And the uh, package, the Rock Creek Edition package, is about $1,000, five bucks less. And it gives you black molded fenders, unique dark 18-inch wheels, which meant it rode pretty well. We did not have 20s on this. Uh, black roof reels, uh, rails, unique uh, lower front fascia, black door handles, black model and grade badges, 
uh, black four-wheel drive badge, high contrast stitching on the seat and door console, premium metallic interior trim, trailer tow hitch, harness, and splash guards. And uh, that's not a bad value for all that uh, to make your vehicle look a little more sinister, a little less chromed out, a little ominous, because you get that black mesh grill and V-motion uh, trim in the front. Uh, mechanically, you know, this is pretty straight down the line. Uh, a big engine for these days, a 3.5 liter V6, 284 horsepower, 290 pound, five pound feet of torque, uh, flowing through an Xtronic CVT, which I think Nissan always does these well, these CVTs. Great, great performance there. Seven passenger leather appointed seating with easy flex seating system. Uh, easy to get in and out of this vehicle, even, uh, even you know, when you're heading, heading to the back row there. Uh, yes, Les, there were four USB charge ports, two in the front console, ah. two in the rear console, uh, and two USB connection ports for iPod interface and other compatible devices. We have the Nissan Nav, an 8-inch color display, of course, Bluetooth, Sirius XM. Um, and the question is, and I have to look, does it have CarPlay and, um, and Android Auto? Because a lot, of, a lot of the Japanese manufacturers don't put in uh, Android Auto. They, ha- they felt like it, more people went with Apple, where I think it's just the difference, but... Uh, you know, a great driving vehicle though, it's something how they set up the suspension in this vehicle. That means it's very comfortable, yet you're in control. You don't feel like you're wallowing around. Uh, you feel like you've got a great ride quality, but, uh, you also have the four wheel drive capability. Uh, you also get, uh, in both four wheel drive and two wheel drive, and they actually call it four wheel drive. They don't call it all wheel drive. You get uh, a class best 6,000 pound towing capability. So if you've got a uh, small trailer, uh, like a travel trailer or a boat, those are pretty good numbers. And uh, it's available with intelligent cruise control, blind spot warning, rear cross traffic alert. That's standard on the SV grade and above. And a rear sonar system standard on all grade levels. LED headlights standard on SL and platinum grades. And that's why this thing gets great numbers uh, from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. It gets incredible a vehicle score, five stars, uh, pretty much across the board. Frontal crash, driver gets four, passenger gets five, and rollover gets four. But everything's four or five. Um and these are, uh, by the way, back to the charging ports. These are USB Type C ports, so the the, the new um, Type uh, Type C for uh, easy. You can put them in either way, unlike the uh, older versions where you had to know whether it was up or down or not. Um, it it really is a a very 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 competitive entry into this uh, kind of midsize crossover. So important for Nissan. Big seller for them. I guess the Rogue and the Pathfinder probably are their biggest selling vehicles. Um, and you might ask, Les, what is the price? Well, 
on ours as tested, including a $1,000, over $1,000 destination charge, $1,045. Total price was $44,455. That Hmm. includes that Rock Creek edition uh, and the SL Rock Creek Edition Premium Package, which includes the Bose Premium Audio System with 13 speakers, Power Panoramic Moonroof, which apparently a lot of people other than me like. I I always close them up. I don't I don't really uh, uh, use them to be honest. No, I don't either. Yeah. Um, so uh, and this is based off the SL model which brings in all of that safety features and things like that that I talked about. So a solid, solid offering from uh, Nissan. Pretty much got everything you would need, uh, and including this additional style to kind of toughen it up. It doesn't look as tough as the old uh, Pathfinders, but it's a lot more usable. Now, mileage, uh, okay. 19 city, uh, 26 highway, 22 combined. It figures you will burn 4.5 gallons per every 100 miles. Uh, final assembly point is uh, Smyrna. So, hmm. so uh, you know, built in the U.S. And that color is Midnight Pine. Midnight Pine is the color uh, on that. And the interior is just known as Rock Creek. So... Always one of my favorite vehicles to drive, a Nissan Pathfinder. This is the 2019 Nissan Pathfinder SL four-wheel drive. Uh, very well equipped and uh, gussied up uh, or uh, sinistered up by that Rock Creek edition, uh, which is a pretty good deal for an additional $1,000. Oh, yeah, and in that price, in that 44455 you did get the Rock Creek edition carpeted floor mats for an additional $300. So always good to protect your floors, Les Jackson, don't you think? Oh, always, always, always. <laughs> so there you have it. Have you been in a Pathfinder recently? Not recently, no. I need to do that. Yeah, good good deal from uh, the folks over at Nissan. 2019 Nissan Pathfinder SL four-wheel drive Rock Creek edition. We appreciate you uh, listening to Cruise Control Radio for all your latest auto industry news and reviews and buying tips we're glad you're here uh don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com where you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter time for me to say i'm fred stop i'm les jackson we're gonna see you down the road bye Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.